Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for joining Wilford Watches Podcast, an American podcast about mostly Japanese wrestling. We talked to Hisame today, and uh, just wanted to give you a quick heads up that uh, the first question that I asked, um, I actually had a little bit of a technical issues, and since I'm not a pro, I had to go fix it the best I could. So uh, forgive me, the first answer she gives sounds like she's underwater, but that was on my end. The rest of the interview sounds just fine. Hopefully you guys enjoy the context and uh, subscribe, review, and please check out Hisami on Twitter as well. Here we go. Welcome to Wilford Watches Podcast. Very uh, midweek episode. A lot of uh, things going on in the New Japan world. Um, but no action for about a week and a half. So, we are joined by the absolutely talented and lovely <laughs> Hisame from Twitter. Um, she is the only English source of pro wrestling Noah that I am aware of. Um, she covers all bases, tell us, tells us all the updated news about the Morishima news, the Global League news, um, gives us wonderful photos of Nakajima, which I love, love, love. Um, <laughs> welcome to the uh, podcast, uh, Hisame. Thank you. Thank you. So to be here. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out. Um, before we go any further, please... Make sure that you uh, are following her if you're not already. She is at uh, the Twitter world at uh, Hisame. That's uh, a f the number five instead of an S. So H-I-5-A-M-E. You can also find her um, translations, um, puroprogramtranslations.blogspot.com, which you'll find on the Twitter. And also she has a, a Patreon which a lot has a lot of extra content. Um, so that's patreon.com slash hi5ame. So let's get into it real quick. Um, I was reading a little bit about the background of Noah, which I think you can probably speak to a lot better than I can. Uh, t can you just tell us about the dark days a little bit? Because I, as a relatively new fan to Pro Wrestling Noah... I know that they went through a very dark time period, and it was relatively recently, within the last 10 to 15 years, I, I think. Um, so tell us about that time period and kind of where they are now, because it feels like they're on an upwards uh, trajectory. So can give us a little background about the Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, the, um, well, the 
the dark period, I guess, um, really did start a few years before 2009, um, before Misawa um, tragically died. Uh, Kendi Kabashi, of course, was, was suffering from kidney cancer, and Misawa had no choice but to keep going, even though he was in a terrible condition. His, you know, his neck was bad, his health was bad, and the painkiller, you know, the, the medication that he was on kept going up and up and up. Um, and he had to keep postponing his retirement because added to the fact that, you know, one of their stars were out, the younger guys were, you know, were going out with injuries. He had to keep going because the economy was going downhill. And Noah started to make cost-cutting changes. But there were things like, you know, we can't take everybody on tour. And if you don't train, you don't go to the gym, you're not coming. The crunch really came um, when, Misara was, when Misara was killed. Because then, of course, the promotion was, you know, if I can use an arc analogy, was left rudderless. Um, they managed to, you know, to stay afloat, so to speak, for a few years. And then, of course, the tragedy came with the walkout to Japan. And then there came the other tragedy, which was a big scandal, um, which was... You still got me? Yes, I do hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other tragedy was, of course, uh, um, the revelations about the ticket fixing scandal, the Yakuza scandal, which sent, you know, shockwaves through Japan, through Puro, Misawa was no was involved with organized crime. And that was when everything went downhill. They, you know, people started to leave the promotion, you know, fans decided, well, we don't want to be, you know, we can't trust them. They lost their, their TV deal. And the dark years really came when they had to reach out to, you know, to New Japan to help them. And what it turned into was not Noah. You had things that just weren't, you know, weren't Noah booking. The invasion angle, you know, the defection of Takashi Sugiura, interference in matches, seconds boarding with seconds, cartoonish storylines. And it was just, you know, if you watched Noah in that period, all you saw was just them getting crushed by, by New Japan. And fans thought, well, you know, we, we don't want to see this. And... So what happened was, um, in the end, was that Marafuji, you know, and something that, you know, New Japan didn't know about actually sold the company to, to SB, which nullified the deal with New Japan. And when New Japan swept out, they took most of their viewership with them. And Noah had about less than 50% viewerships left. So they've had to claw their way back from, you know, money problems. And they were in danger of going bankrupt last year. Um, they started bankruptcy proceedings in wow. in early 2017. Yeah, things were things were that bad. But you know, they've which was halted in in you know in the summertime. But it's been a a very very rough road for Noah. It's a young promotion, but it's had such a history of you know tragedy, achievement, mm-hmm. joy, scandal. It's well, you know, that's interesting because in the past few months, I, honestly, I, I just. I'm more familiar with Marafuji, of course, and also Nakajima mm. from the G1 yeah. Climax, where they participated a couple of years back. And yeah. seeing Nakajima with this attitude and this air, <laughs> this beautiful, devilish, uh, Mad Hatter kind of uh, attitude, oh, yeah. <laughs> has really got me hooked. Like, I'm just yeah. enthralled with all the different characters that they have now. So, is it as good? I mean,. Is it starting to peak? Is it growing now? Or is this... Okay, so we're on an upwards kind of trajectory. We are. Yeah, yes. Very, very much so. It's it's going slowly because I don't think, you know, Noah... 
I think, you know, Noah do not want to rush things. I mean, if they were to book out, you know, let's say, for example, if they could and they booked out the Budokan now, they wouldn't sell it out. Um, so what their strategy is, is to, because they know they've got no television deal. So, of course, if you're in Tokyo, Osaka, Yokohama, you can see Noah, you can go to the shows because they, they come there, there regularly. It's it's on every tour, you know, it's, they, they go there. But the problem is, is, if you're in the middle of, you know, nowhere, for example, if you live in rural, you know, Shikoku, you know, his hometown, which he calls that fucking countryside. <laughs> and or, you know, if perhaps if, you know, you're in Hokkaido or you're, you know, you're somewhere in a rural area. The only way you get to see Noah is perhaps about, you know, five minutes or so on, on Battlemen. So Noah's strategy is, is that they will go to the small towns, they will go to the small venues and and people love it. I mean, the, the amount of people who say on, you know, on, on Twitter, this is the first time I've been, I've loved, you know, I loved it. I, I brought my friends, you know, they loved it. I'll, I'll go again. Um, so it's a way, you know, their way of, you know, of reaching out to, to more people across the countryside who will travel and who will help them eventually to, to reach their goal, which is, of course, you know, the Budokan and the, the bigger venues. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple questions from the Discord, which you joined. So thank you very yes. much for hanging welcome, out in the Discord. Welcome. Um, I, I love to uh, spread the word of all different organizations. I don't want to stay just focused on New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think... That's, uh, yeah. There's enough space for everybody, um, a lot of different organizations. So uh, Left Hand Hetfield in the Discord had asked you about seven questions. So <laughs> he was very excited, and as, is, as was I. So let me just throw one out of nowhere here. What is your personal Hisame favorite match of the year in Pro Wrestling Noah as of right now? My favorite match of the year so far um, actually comes from Great Voyage in Yokohama um, 2017. The reason why I love it is because it's uh, Kino and Takashi Sugiura, and they're taking on um, Masaki Tamiya and Mohamed Yone. The backstory to this is um, what I love. Basically, uh, Kino had turned on Masaki Tamiya and they were the te they were you know the the GHC the heavyweight champions, and he had lied to Takashi Sugiura, and President Ichida turned up for the press conference afterwards and said, "Look, you can't do this. You you can't just you know break the team and give the belt to someone else." So he took the belts off them. Kino, of course, was swearing at him. <laughs> <laughs> Suki said, "Well, you can have it. Just you know polish it up nicely for me." So this is what this match at um, Great Voyage was about you know it was them you know it was it was you know the winner got the winner got the titles um the reason why it was just so great was really because of kino and sugiura um in the match beforehand in, you know the promo beforehand sugiura gave him a most withering glance to the um the interviewer <laughs> and he told him it's okay you know just speak what's on your mind and uh -huh. he said you know uh -huh. he said well uh uh, you know, you, are you are you nervous? And of course, the two of them, you know, exploded. You know, started ranting, etc., etc. Um, and the reason why Mohamed Yone um, was teaming Masa Saito was because Quiet Storm was injured, and Masa Saito, sorry, it's a habit. And Masaki Tamiya um, needed a partner, so he, he chose Yone. So <laughs> they came to the ring. Uh, the first people out were Sugiura and Kino, and they started menacing the ring announcer, the referee, and. Uh, President Ushida, who told them to, you know, to go away. Uh, the match itself was was great. You know, it went into the 
the crowd, you know, it was just, you know, them just, you know, looking angry, looking threatening. I can't really say there was any, no, say it was, oh, it was a great technical match. But what made it so great was the whole storytelling. And so when the match finished and Segura and Kino were victorious, uh, it was just how, you know, so you, you sort of was like, you know, come on, yeah, bring bring the belts over, bring the belts over. You know, Cheetah came up and they, you know, held them up straight in his face. <laughs> the thinking, of course, he's doing the, the mouth guard thing, which made it look like a some kind of, you know, you know, cigar or something. Um, I think afterwards, I remember that image, over. actually. Yeah, yeah I do remember yeah, that image. It, the whole thing was just just fantastic, and afterwards, you know, they cut their winning promo, and Kano held up the belt, and he said, "Oh look, he has polished it for us nicely." <laughs> uh, I forget what the because I forget what the um the interviewer said, but he said something, and it stopped them both still. And Suki paused. He looked at him, and he said, "What fool?" <laughs> um, and Masa Kitamir attacked them and you know he got beaten up and he you know etc etc it was just the whole thing just the storyline if you wanted Sugiura and if you wanted Kano you know at, at their best you know this is the you know the the one to watch because it was the this the storyline was just so great that, that's my my best of 2017 so far okay cool I will have to go look it up after we talk um so why is Kino's hair blonde he did that in a uh, tribute to Takashi Morishima, who is actually oh, persona non grata at the moment. Yes. He and uh, Kino were actually very close, and they, they still are, um, I guess. Uh, Morishima took a, out of everyone in the super violent army. Um, Morishima was very close to um, very close to Kino, and of course, Kino based a lot of his look on Morishima. Mm. Um, he based blonde hair on him because he said that Morishima, you know, was a you know look look good as a blonde. And he also based his uh, ring robe um, on him as well. And Morishima <laughs> sent him a text saying, you know, I'm, I'm letting you borrow it. I see. Okay. Because it's beautiful. I mean, I, I don't know how yeah. he's got that hair. Like a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful blonde mop. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so February of 19, uh, I think that there is a like a super show with basically all of the major corporations um and companies yes. new japan pro wrestling yeah. all japan pro wrestling pro wrestling yes, Noah, and yes. and tell us um why why are they doing this and what are we going to expect um are we going to expect some dream matches some big tag matches um kind of what is this and why are they doing it uh, when Giant Baba died in about 19, uh, 1999, um, I probably couldn't have somebody leave me and say, nah, 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 nah. but <laughs> if, I think it was around about you know, 1999. Sorry if I'm wrong, but I think it was then. Um, when he died in 1999, um, of course, 2019 is going to be the 20-year anniversary of, of his death. And his wife, Makoto um, Baba, um, before she died in April, um, she was talking about having a a memorial, a 20-year memorial um, for her husband. So this is really what the show is is going to be. It'll be Barbara's 20-year memorial. Um, but it will also be what has been known as the last, you know, that's say, you know, the last, you know, big bash grand, you know, grand, you know, grand show of the era. Um, the Japanese um, divide their, their eras um, into regional years. 
Um, so, for example, I mean, everyone's heard of, you know, the Hesse era, the Showa era, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this will be the last one of the era, um, as the emperor is expecting to abdicate um, next year, probably around about March, April. Um, so that's why you sometimes hear it, you know, known as the, you know, the, the last party or, you know, the, the great, you know, the, the last, the last show. That's what it means. Um, also, it's to celebrate um, the founding of Tokyo Sports. Um, um, they're a, a newspaper. Um, they, they cover all the, the Pura stuff in Japan. I believe that they were founded in about the 1960s, 1970s or so. So it's basically going to be those, those last three things. Um, in terms of um, booking it, that's going to be done by a committee, um, which I believe that Yonakiyama is on. Dream matches, I don't really want to get anybody's um, hopes up too much. Sure. All I would caution um, is that although everybody, you know, put the differences aside for Altogether, which was a series of big shows done to raise funds for the, the tsunami a few years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is going to be perhaps a little different. I would be very surprised if you saw Noah and New Japan work together. Um, it'll either be Noah, other promotions, or Noah versus Noah. I, I would be surprised if, if they did face off against New Japan. So, so for somebody like myself, who is primarily a New Japan viewer, and I watch British wrestling as well, and I'm relatively new to Noah, and I honestly don't even watch all japan at the moment hmm. um what would you tell me um like how would you answer this to somebody who doesn't know anything about it is it really that contentious between the two companies there's a lot of bit of water which hasn't actually i don't think um gone under the bridge um too much really? um and kind of alluded to it when he did the uh, takiyamania for um the fundraiser for yoshihiro takiyama uh to basically said that you know there's a lot of you know there's people in this ring that you know want to want to kill me but we we all came together i don't think the problem really is with minoru um Minoru Suzuki because I don't think he was you know one of the the main bookers I, I could be wrong um I think more the problem lies with you know with you know the bookers at New Japan at that time um it's just that there's a lot of you know a lot of bitterness the, the two sides don't really talk about it talk about each other really you do get you know mentions of you know the Suzuki gun time um but I would just be surprised if the two promotions did you know, it did have anything to do with each other. Interesting. Well, regardless, it's going to be very cool for the viewer to oh, yeah. get to see some of all of these faces and names all together in the same place is going to be really wild because there's a lot of new All Japan fans, a lot of new Noah fans, and New Japan fans, and new fans of Japanese wrestling. And, and um, a lot of people have been brought in by the G1 Climax. And Yes. And of course, the Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom success and names like Jericho and Kenny Omega in New Japan. Um, so I think this is really good timing, at least for some newer fans to get yeah. a, a gentle introduction into some of the other organizations. Because it's it's if it's if, if uh, New Japan's getting a little more gimmicky or Western that you if you fear <laughs> that's happening, there are other organizations that 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 you can go to and you can watch. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, um, just a quick update. We are talking to Hisame from Twitter. Um, she is the, basically the only English source for all pro wrestling <laughs> Noah. Uh, and I don't think I'm, a, I'm exaggerating here. Um, she gives us information about the Morishima incident, 
which is very sad. I don't know if you want to touch on that um, at all. You've yeah, been working course. very hard yeah. on the, the stories this week. Um, <laughs> basically, Morishima yeah. was, uh, who we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, was in an altercation with a taxi driver over uh, yes. the fee that was um, bantered around about 160 US dollars approximately, or 18,000 yeah. yen. And yeah. um, they got into a physical altercation and he was arrested. And uh, yes. some of the tweets you have put out recently was that he's been kind of, it's kind of a tragic story, actually. Um, it is. Do you want to touch it on is. that? It is. Yeah, uh, what happened was that um, Morishima was asked to retire um, because um, he, he was found to have um, elevated, um, type of, you know, there was something in his blood that was elevated, um, which showed that he was at risk of diabetes. And given you know, Morishima's size, um, it's, you know, to, as you say, you know, that it's it's not, not surprising because he was, he was, a, you know, a big, a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but most, the diagnosis actually hit Morishima very, very hard. And Kino said that, you know, he, he, he you know, he, he cried. He, he was just, he was inconsolable because he'd been told he had to retire. And like a, a lot of these, a lot of wrestlers who come from, you know, let's say, for example, you know, they, they do high school wrestling. The, the world there is, is very closeted. Um, then they, you know, then they come from their parents' houses and they go to the dojo. The dojo, of course, is very cocooned. And then, of course, they make their debuts, they go out on tour. And they've always got somebody telling them, you know, where they should be, what they should be doing, you know, whether it's a case of we finished your match, you know, have a quick shower, get changed, you go out to the ring to help, you know, to help the seniors. You know, then you take the ring down, you pack it away, you get on the bus, you go to the hotel, you check in, you you know, you've got your free time, but tomorrow you've got to be at. Their lives, you know, very much like that are regimented, which is why a lot of people, um, when they actually, you know, do get out of wrestling and they say, oh, I've retired, they come back because a lot of them don't know anything outside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, more, the ones that marry are lucky because then they've got this family stability, you know, they've got the wife, they've got children, they've got that to, you know, to focus on. Morishima, very, very sadly, um, has never married. Um, I think he's actually always been very lonely, which is part of the reason why I think he used to cling on to, um, to you know, um, so much. And I, he just went off the rails. Um, he, you know, when his contract ran out, he he quit wrestling. He became one of you know one of Japan's evaporated, so to speak. He just he just vanished into thin air. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that he took was actually ready to come back. Um, and I think it was just too much, and he just went off the rails. It's a sad story because it's the one that speaks of you know um, depression. It speaks of you know his drinking problem. It's you know homelessness he was living in a restaurant he was you know he was he was a living there he couldn't change his clothes and it's like you know Sukiura once said about him you know he said he, he's, he's like a child he has you know the comprehension of a child because he'd do things like you know take a, a taxi and then he'd expect people other people to pay for it it's you know not something that a you know that say a grounded adult would do is, is this, it's, it's sad. do you, I mean, just from your knowledge of pro wrestling, Noah and the talents, um, do you, is this kind of something about him 
Or is this kind of an unknown or unspoken thing in that culture to not talk about depression and mental health and dependency um, on yeah. your employer? In um, well, some people know Makoto Hashi, for example. Um, you could liken his story very much to to Morishima's um, in the fact that he, you know, was a young boy. He entered the the dojo young. Um, he debuted young, but he left wrestling and he found, you know, employment elsewhere as a, a chiropractor. And you know, he he also married and he he had a child as well. So he had he had that ability to fall back on. Um, with Morishima, um, it's different because I do think that Morishima was probably suffering um, a depressive episode um, because around about the time that he had to leave Noah, um, he was going crazy. Um, he was sending out kinds of, you know, crazy posts, um, rambling sentences, things that just did not make sense. Um, in the West, um, it's really been only really since about perhaps the 70s, perhaps the 80s that we've actually opened up about mental health and we've talked um in the you know 60s before that it was taboo it wasn't mentioned um in japan um it's not as discussed as openly you know as it is here um but that's not to say you know morishima won't get any help or anything like that um it's just the case you know with the there's no you know hashtag of world mental health day or you know it's okay you know to to talk or anything like that it's just you know a subject that is that is not discussed much that's a tragedy. Um, it's very sad. But I, I am glad to have people like you on Twitter to let us know about this and give mm. us those updates because it's very important. Because um, honestly, looking at a, a Yahoo Japan uh, story is literally looking foreign to us when we can't understand what they're saying. So um, yes, very, very, very grateful to have resources like yourself <laughs> to, to understand Welcome. what the heck is Welcome. going on. Welcome. Um, so let me ask you, <laughs> when did you catch the bug for pro wrestling Noah and and why? Why Noah? What hooked you? What got you in? I've actually got my boyfriend to thank for that um, because we'd actually just moved in together and we were living in um, in, Col in uh, Colchester up in Essex where mm -hmm. um, I saw, um, well actually a few of Noah actually came on for a show. And he was the one who actually introduced me to, to Japanese wrestling, um, FMW, which I loved, Wing, which I loved, War, which I also loved. Um, there's also, you know, of course, All Japan, New Japan and Noah, Dragon Gate, um, Big Japan. Um, but out of all of them, uh, Noah has always been my favorite. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, I never, ever could get into New Japan. Um, all Japan, the classic era, interested me. Um, but for Noah, I've just always loved it. I think maybe because it's a smaller promotion um, and it always seemed, you know, very, very intimate. And the promotion functioned like a, you know, like a family. Everybody went in the same direction, direction together. So it has always been, been Noah for me. And very much, um, like you were telling the history of it, a very underdog type of background yes. like we yeah. want to yeah. see them succeed because they've been through so yeah. much and on yeah. top of it the wrestling is just mind-blowing um i i love yes. love, yeah. love what i've been seeing in the last couple months because i know these names i've seen the names i'm obviously i live on twitter and i see all sorts of different wrestler names but now getting to be more acquainted with these names and watching them wrestlers wrestle is just really really fun experience so um 
let me ask you about the Global League Series. Global League Series is essentially similar to like a G1 Climax where it's a tournament. Um, who's going to win this year? I saw that Kino was the victor last year. Yes, um, and yeah. So who's going to win this year in your in your idea, in your thoughts? And, uh, and what happens with the winner? When do they get a, a shot or a title shot? Um, I'm not really too sure about who is going to win this year, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was Sugiura, um, simply because Sugiura has been so dominant. The current the current champion, um, simply because Takashi Sugiura has been so dominant. He's he's been like he's he's crushed everybody um, in his way, Um, except for perhaps Nakajima, because I don't think if Nakajima, you know, had had been so cocky, he probably would have, you know, he probably would have won. Um, but um, I think it probably will be Takashi Sugiura um, because he, did, you know, he is teasing or Noah are teasing the fact that he will be, you know, the first champion to actually win the league, which really? no one else that's, has done. Yeah, that yeah. hasn't been done. Okay, interesting. No, 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 no reigning champion has ever has ever won global league. They've won, you know, global. I, I don't know about global tag league, um, but I know certainly no one, no reigning champion has ever won um, global league before. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was uh, Takashi Sugiura. But uh, no matter who wins, um, whether it's Sugiura, Kino, or, or, you know, or someone else, um, they get to challenge the champion. Um, let me just uh, work out dates. It would probably be, I would imagine, if they do make a title challenge, um, it would be at Great Voyage in Yokohama. Um, which is known as Great Voyage in Yokohama Volume Two, um, which would be last, which would be Noah's last show um, of the 2018. Discounting, of course, Noah for Gift Indifer, which doesn't really count in canon because it's a, a comedy show. Okay. So it's, Noah yeah. has a comedy show. <laughs> yes, it's. Uh, they used to have one at Halloween, um, but now it's kind of uh, they and it went away for a few years. Um, but they bought Noah for Gift back. And it used to be known for Gift and Differ, and it used to be a huge event where they sold Chanko and, you know, wrestlers would have a, a talk corner and you could have a ride on the Noah bus and there was a flea market. Um, but of course, you know, now, you know, in recent years, um, all that really happens now, like last year, is a, a flea market. They bought the lottery back this year. Uh, there's a few comedy matches beforehand. Um, Raytel's, you know, had a go at each other last year in a four-way and they had, uh, and there's always the costume battle royal where everybody dresses up. <laughs> well, so the, even the, some costumes are lame, some are good, but <laughs> the dude—I uh, don't know his name—but the dude with the cape is perpetually living on Halloween. Oh, okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, his track uh, cape. He was cracking me up when I first watched like the full, <laughs> my first full Noah show about two or three months ago. I was like, what is this guy? I couldn't stop laughing. It was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> he said, he, he looks at a picture and he posted it and he, in the cape. And he said, what is this? <laughs> yeah, it was confusing. Um, so shout you said uh, Ratel's. So shout out to Miriam at Flame 286. Yes. Uh, lovely, <laughs> lovely super fan of Hayeta and Yohei. Um, so yeah. what's up, Miriam? So let me ask you, <laughs> let me ask you like a, a subculture type of question and yes. um i don't okay i don't know if some people take it a little too seriously but i i find it humorous um enochism and gatoism uh do you think it's mostly just a laugh or do you think some people take it seriously do you even care 
because um, I find it interesting. It's like this sub subculture of a niche of a niche product that yeah. <laughs> is very yeah. intriguing, but I hope people aren't taking it too seriously. Um, what, what do you um, think about the whole that whole thing? I think it's kind of like the... Um, I think some people really do believe in it, um, but I don't think that they're the people who, you know, post the... You know, that's what I'm looking for. The meme who culture, the, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, you know, some people do really believe in it, but I also think, you know, some people, you know, they, they do believe in it, but they can, they can see the humour in it. Um, so it's, it's a difficult one. Um, but I do think there's, you know, there's the two camps. You know, there's the people who you'd see the humour in it because they like it. And then there's the people who are really defensive about it <laughs> and they, you know, get up in arms about it and et cetera, et cetera. So I think there's these 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 two sides. You know, for me, it's kind of like, you know, if you wanted to choose what kind of martial arts that you wanted to do, whether you wanted to do, you know, karate or you wanted to do, you know, Kenpo, it's, you know, up to you, know, you which one you do and, you know, and how and how much you take it. It's, it's, it's really a way I see it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think it's funny. I think some of the memes are, are hilarious, but oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do hope that people aren't taking it too, too seriously. It's it's a joke and we're all doing it in good fun and we all love professional wrestling. So yeah. take a step yeah. back sometimes and just chunky long. So. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me ask you a, a weird question. What is your, because I know that you've traveled and you've hung out with uh, people like Miriam or other folks on Twitter to see some wrestling, yeah. some local wrestling. Yeah. Um, do you have a guilty pleasure type of snack or food that uh, maybe others would be like questionable about it? Uh, do you have any? What's your favorite kind of guilty guilty pleasure uh, food? Oh, I'm very bad because I tell myself, <laughs> no, no, you can't have um, <laughs> myself. No, no, you can't have that because you know what it'll do. Um, I have a kind of almost um, sugar intolerance. But from time to time, you know, I will say, you know, I'm I'm going to buy that soft drink. Oh, it's really? like, okay. It's like, you know, yeah, like, like the other day, um, when my boyfriend and I were out shopping, um, we came across some, I think it was, you know, something like vanilla Dr. Pepper or something. Um, he can't drink the whole can because he's he's diabetic, and I can't drink the whole can because I, you know, I have a slight allergy to, to soft drinks. So he decided, well, we'll just have half and half. It won't be so bad then. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a real, real sweet tooth when it comes to, you know, to soft drinks that are flavored with, with vanilla. Try and deny it, but it is my, my guilty pleasure. Got it. Okay. That, that sounds very intriguing with the vanilla. Okay, anyways. Um, a couple questions. Do you have any um, any favorite music right now or any favorite bands or artists that you are listening to that uh, you would recommend? I don't actually listen to music anymore. I used to be really into it um, a few years ago when I actually worked in the music industry and I was a really big Korn fan. Um, but it has been a, a long, a long time since I've actually, you know, actively sought out a, an album or, or listened to a band or anything like that. And sadly, because I, I am, you know, I do have uh, do suffer migraines, um, and that comes mm. with uh, an intolerance to, to flashing lights and loud sounds. Um, I, I can't really go to anything, you know, like live concerts or anything anymore. Well, so. let me ask you. Uh, I got two more questions here for you, and then I'll let you be. Um, <laughs> 
some of my uh, followers, some of the people on Twitter um, listen to this, like my friend Mr. Warren Hayes, who watches WWE and NXT. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I thought of an interesting question to give you. If, if there was a WWE guy or NXT, and I know you may not be fully up to date with like the entire roster, but is there a name that jumps out at you who would you would find interesting in Pro Wrestling Noah in 2019? Uh, yes, um, I think I'd probably want uh, Kenta to, to come home out of everybody. Um, but I think that if he did actually come back to Noah, um, it does make me wonder, well, you know, where would he, where would he fit in now? Uh, you know, what, what's, we know what, we know what, what star could he bring? The, the motion has, has progressed. Um, and I don't really know where now he would, he would fit into it. Because he's kind of now that, very sadly... He's that figure of the past. And I know that people mm, say, oh, yeah. you know, Kenta come home, Kenta, you know, come back and save Noah. But he doesn't really need to come back and save Noah because the fact is, is that he's, you know, Kenta is, Kenta is now of the past. It's, I don't think if he did come back to Noah, as I said, where would he fit in? What would he do? You know, Marafuji, when he does come back, will probably be retired. And it's, no, I don't, I don't think it would work for him to come back, to tell you the truth. Sad, but I don't think it would. Um, so sometimes you, uh, I do wonder what it would be like. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. Um, you know your your memory of a of a pro wrestler or a legend. You have to remember that it, that memory is not always the same age, and these people no, age no. And, and they progress yeah. and they have new lives. Yeah. But uh, it was very interesting to see Kenta uh, slash Hideo Itame come back for the Marafuji's twentieth anniversary. Um, that yeah. was pretty exciting to see him come out to. Was yes. he wearing a Kenta shirt as well, which is just hitting yeah, all the I nostalgia. Believe, yeah, uh, I, he was wearing um, an old Kenta shirt, and um, the problem that um, Noah do is that they, when they put shirts into English, um, they don't always translate them very well. Um, there was the infamous one with Morishima, which instead of saying backdrop, it read backdorp, and. There was the uh, the unfortunate one with Takayama, which read, you know, um, something like, you know, someday the emperor, you know, will die, which is, you know, which is That's unfortunate. Sensitive, yeah. yeah. Um, but Kent has read something like, you know, Rage Against the Fang, um, which in English doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> um, but he was he was he was wearing he was wearing that T-shirt, and it's it's you know it's an, it's an old one from the era you know, after, you know, 2009 or, or so when he he made his own transition to, you know, the, the heavyweight league and he, you know, he had, he, had his own faction, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's what he was he was wearing. So let me throw just a real quick question that um, somebody had asked on Twitter the other day um, and then I tagged you on it for an answer um, because huh. I, I can't explain it. Um, but if, if you haven't watched Pro Wrestling Noah, you will know Noah because of the green canvas, the green mats. Yes. Um, yeah. Give us just a very, you know, brief kind of summary um, of why the mat is green, because that's very, very pro wrestling Noah. And if nobody knows, yeah. if somebody knows nothing about Noah, you know that their mat is green. So why is it green? Um, Misawa, um, in the 1970s, used to watch a German wrestler called, uh, I think he was called like um, Hans um, Holzman um, on on the television. <laughs> no worries. 
<laughs> he used to watch a German wrestler called Hans Horstmann, um, who he actually admired very much. And because Horstmann used to wear green, um, Misawa also wore green, um, green being associated with, you know. And so, of course, green became Misawa's color, and Misawa's color became the color of Noah. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, the the listening audience will not know that I just had a pretty epic belch because um, I I muted uh, the recording audio. Oh no worries. But then I just realized that Hisame heard me belch, so I do apologize for that. Um, <laughs> I thought you didn't hear it, but then I dawned on me. So my apologies. Um, last question. <laughs> Would you accept a job from Pro Wrestling Noah if they came knocking? And have they ever contacted you or touch base? Um, I've never actually um, heard from them. The only person who has ever um, direct messaged me was actually Genba. And he started off with, are you a Gaijin? <laughs> I said, yes, yes, I am. I but, you know, I, I know... I know what he meant. I didn't take, you know, any offense, any offense to it, or anything like that. But he's really the only person um, from Pro Wrestling Noah um, who I've actually heard from. Um, but yes, you know, I've, you know, if they said to me, you know, we want to hire you to do our, our English stuff, would you? I would say yes. But to be honest, you know, I, I do it from the love of it, and I would would never ever in a thousand years expect expect anything from them. That's uh, except that, that would be it would be. That's extremely admirable of you. But if you do want to support Hisame, please, <laughs> um, honestly, so please support your content creators. Um, I know for a fact that Hisame and myself, we don't do this for money. We do it because we love professional <laughs> wrestling, albeit different companies for the most part. We just love pro wrestling in general. Um, so please help support us if you have the opportunity to, uh, to Hisame lives on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash H I five A M E. Um, also on the Twitter world at, H uh, I five A M E. Um, you can follow her and check out, uh, the, uh, program translations. And of course you have a new newsletter, which is pops up in my email. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yep, most welcome. It comes out usually every Friday. Um, may occasionally be a little delayed, but it will be by the Friday, Saturday or Sunday, but it's usually Friday. And it's very nice and succinct because I could just kind of skim over and I'm still up to date with what's going on. And it helps me familiarize myself with the company, which makes it a little easier because that language barrier is always a challenge for new fans. So um, yeah. That makes it a little easier. Also, if you want to support uh, my show, Wilford Watches, I do have a tea store uh, set up, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees Shop, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash Wilford Watches. Um, have two designs up. Um, big thanks to Daniel at TNTF Podcast and uh, John on Twitter as well. And, of course, Archie, just some of the guys that have actually pitched in and got a shirt this week. So thank you, guys. That means the world. Um so please follow Hisame, follow at Wilford Watches, and uh, thank you so much for joining. It was absolutely delight, and hopefully we could do this again in the future. Oh, I'd, I'd absolutely love to. It was a pleasure to, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you.
Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team 4 is always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team 4 is always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.